0: I'm Sean McCormick, and this is optimal performance.
1: Big pharma has already entered the chat. Ketamine is legal now as a psychedelic therapy because of the work that Johnson and Johnson did on uh, S-ketamine's bravado, being their sort of unique formulation. Generally, I think the reception and impact of ketamine being a you know legal rescheduled you know medically available drug has been very good. When a underground, you know, what's been considered a legal industry um, for 50 plus years, since the just say no era and campaign started, when it becomes legal, you know, it's going to enter the mainstream fray of, you know, medical adoption and you know integration into the insurance system overall like that's that's going to have a huge impact on people that actually really need these therapies being exposed to them you look at you know first responders or, or veterans with ptsd maps is working right now and has been working with the fda for 37 years to get you know mdma as a medicine legalized and and usable in a clinical settings and i think that's an admirable pursuit I'm excited. We got a keynote from Paul Stamets this year, so he'll be joining us on stage. Uh, We have a keynote actually from the FDA. You know, the FDA is like speaking and and sort of helping.
0: That everyone is Patrick Mower, and he is the president at Microdose Psychedelic Insights. Microdose, think of Microdose as the hub for all things psychedelic innovation, psychedelic capital, research, conversion into medicine, etc. Uh, You can go to microdose.buzz to learn a whole bunch about the world of psychedelic innovations. Also, uh, in this episode, we talk about the event next month. That's November 2022, uh, which is called Wonderland. It's the world's leading psychedelic event. If you are interested in uh, this world, if you are interested in psychedelic commerce and you want to understand exactly what's going on, maybe work in this industry, or you've got a, an innovative psychedelic idea, uh, you should come. Uh, click on the show notes and you can get a link to tickets that I've provided for, for you guys. In this episode, we talk a whole bunch about will big pharma screw up the psychedelic frontier? Will insurance companies cover psychedelic therapies? What has the research been happening for Uh, The last 50 years. How are psychedelics positioned to help people live better lives? That's essentially what I'm after. How does this affect our lives and help us live happier, healthier lives? Super awesome episode packed with information. And if you want to go, if you want to meet me in Miami next month, go click on the ticket link in the show notes. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Patrick Mower. And I'm here with Patrick Mocher, the president of Microdose. Patrick, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on, Sean. to be here
0: uh i was getting up to date on your your world travels of late and 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 uh sort of pining for that digital nomad lifestyle that you have i think the last time we spoke you were in eastern europe and 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 now you're in this in in medellin colombia fascinating life and lifestyle and and the work that that you do at microdose for those uninitiated who have never heard of the company what what is what does microdose do
1: yeah, so Microdose, we're basically, you know, building towards being the central platform of the psychedelic industry, um, you know, kind of merging content, community, commerce, uh, and we specialize in events. So we've got uh, got two in-person event series right now and cooking up a couple more, uh, one of them being Wonderland Miami, which is coming up in uh, just over a month. Um doesn't feel like it. And uh, another one being the uh, plant medicine week in Malta that we're doing. And we'll, we'll do that again, probably in uh, early March, 2023, just pending uh, dates. Beyond that, we have uh, a magazine called Psychedelia. We have an online training course called the science of psychedelics. And, you know, we do blog content, PR, IR. um, really just, you know, trying to generate a, a, a tuned in and, you know, highly qualified audience for uh, facilitating, you know, the industry moving forward in a sustainable, responsible manner.
0: Is there another company similar to what you guys do? Is there, is there another industry or another company that that people could, like, make a connection with?
1: Oftentimes, try and draw a parallel to TechCrunch, um, you know, take a look at what they do and multiply that for psychedelics versus technology. But, you know, there's also the intersection of psychedelics and tech. So, yeah, just kind of like a platform. Play like that for the industry specific.
0: The website itself is like this massive treasure trove of so many different things. I don't know how many people you have working on the back end to to manage the site, but it is massive and robust. Like, uh, just for for folks that immediately want to pull up. The website and just go dig into it a little bit and just sort of blow their mind with with uh, with psychedelic capital. Uh, What what are where some places people can go on the website to to learn to 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 really dive deep into what it does?
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on what you're looking for. We've got a pretty, um, you know, kudos to to Connor, our our master uh, website and digital architect. Um, So so there's you know the shop section if you feel like picking up some merch, or you can go to the Science of Psychedelics, or um, even just meander and explore through the blog. We've got a full-time uh, editor and, and senior writer, Jason uh, Najum, who keeps keeps that thing really populated. A couple blog posts a day, um, industry narratives, breaking news. Um, you know, we've got some video content up as well. If you go to the events section and you want to sort of dive through the the archives of what has come before this, um it's probably a pretty, pretty good synopsis, but like you said, it's a bit of a choose your own adventure and just dig in and and uh, meander as we
0: yeah. Uh, so. You know, I see this, I see this really obvious connection between biohacking, uh, optimal performance, and psychedelics, and um, this this topic keeps coming up. This, uh, you know, I think when most people think about the the use of psychedelics for medicines, for treatments, for uh, you know, uh, additions to sort of therapeutic modalities, what what I don't see represented very much, uh, and maybe you can illuminate this for me a little bit, is uh, psychedelic companies that are focused on performance optimization. You know, anxiety and depression, sleep, PTSD, we know that stuff for those who are just, you know, just diving in, they, they, they understand that. Um, what can you tell me about um, you know, psychedelic capital in the psychedelic industry when it comes to like perform cognitive performance or, um, you know, performance optimization, like what, what, what exists currently? Uh, good question. So there's, there's a couple different streams that you could,
1: um, think about in that context. There's, you know, uh, VR that can help augment or, uh, in a sense, mimic psychedelic experiences. So, uh, you've got Trip VR that's got you know a robust catalog of of customers using you know their 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 VR worlds, if you will. Um, look at a, a company like Entheo Digital. They've got uh, basically a technology setup that helps mimic the uh, the same you know brain state or mind state. You know, delta. I think it's delta or theta waves in the brain. Um, j- just using technology to make you feel like you're on psychedelics. Uh, that's an interesting one. There's, um, you know, companies, and and you'll notice that I'm kind of meandering around the actual use of the psychedelic, because obviously, as they're being, uh, you know, explored for medical purposes right now, that's a heavy part of the R and D out there. Um, but look at a company like like Guella, where you've got, um, you know, sort of a, a, a mimicked microdose that isn't actually psychedelic. You know, a combination of different, um, different, you know plant materials or caffeine or, you know, whatever, whatever it happens to be to really kind of mimic that, that psychedelic flow state, you know, enhance creativity, enhance focus. Um, I would say those, you know, are, are interesting. And then uh, Simon with the kernel, uh, you know, actually like scanning the brain and seeing what impact, you know, these, these altered states have on the brain, but I think it's, it's really quite early right now um just based on getting you know a fundamental grasp and understanding of like you know and, and and with the focus of funding and biotechs and all that being on how can we create you know a drug that has a defensible property and actually proves you know a mechanism of of, of healing for for people i think that's that's actually what i'm really interested in about is the the betterment of the well and where, where is this going to go I think we're going to see that play out for for years to come as you know the, the, the current scientific environment unfolds and novel compounds are, are emerging and, and and that kind of thing so still early innings for uh, a question like that but I really enjoy you know that that thought process of where is this going.
0: Yeah, well, uh I checked all the boxes. Uh, I've interviewed Lyle Maxon, I've interviewed Peter Raitano, I've interviewed Brett Jesse Green. So when it comes to you know Guella, uh and uh NTO Digital, uh listen's a little podcaster pat on the back for being being on top of uh that because that's what I'm interested in, right? Like uh um you know, uh, a a small dose of mushrooms and some snowboarding. You know, some uh, a small dose of of LSD and a, and a hike. You know, the, these sorts of things that that enrich. You know, these activities that get you into flow state. You know, uh, I'm fascinated by that area, and I'm optimistic that more companies, more products, more offerings will come out when it comes to. I think you said. Uh, bettering the well or something like that it's like i'm i'm good like i've dealt dealt with my dealt with my trauma you know i'm not i'm i want to get better at what i'm doing now i want to enhance my 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 life and my performance and so um i'm excited about where that's gonna go
1: i mean it all comes down to state of mind right you know at the end of the day if you're healing from traumas or or working through you know some things in your past or trying to look forward to the future and, and make your life a little better ultimately it's about mindset right
0: right absolutely yeah well and and i think you know people understand that you know chemical uh chemical interventions for wellness for performance they're they everybody knows that that's just not sustainable anymore we want to gravitate away from these you know these chemical compounds um, you know, pharmaceuticals, uh, to enhance performance and, uh, and, and tap into more natural, uh, more holistic, you know, vibratory experiential treatments, processes, and products that will enrich, enrich lives. So, we're, yeah, we're- I think, you know, like I'm a little split on that
1: one because, you know, when you, when you focus on you know the 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 plant medicine and the natural and all that it's um it makes sense uh there is you know there's always going to be multiple segments of each market but you know at the end of the day i think it's kind of like creating as many options as possible so that you know everyone can do their own individual body and brain chemistry uh regardless of what the source material or matter is you know there's like mushrooms aren't plant medicine because they're not plants mdma isn't lsd isn't ketamine isn't you know there's a lot a lot of non-plants in there that still have a lot of medical benefit obviously you know like uh, things like heavy doses of ssris and very dependent chemicals probably not so ideal you know looking in the rearview mirror but they they served a you know a purpose and a time and a place um, I think it's really just about like expanding the catalog of what's on offer for people to really explore, you know, how their, how their brain works and what they're, cause it's like, everything is a chemical. I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> that's a, it's got a little sugar in it. That's a drug. You know, I had a beer a couple of days ago. There's another chemical still like them, still enjoy them. You know, maybe they don't contribute to this perfection state, but that's non-existent anyways um i'm trying to make uh eventually uh planet medicine catch on you know it's not from a plant but it's definitely going to help you out in this this uh universe if you will
0: i like Uh, that
1: yeah and i mean my favorite example to like kind of like draw towards that what is natural what is chemical synthetic like your body is a chemistry lab too when you eat mushrooms you're eating psilocybin your body actually attacks it as a poison converts it into psilocin and that's what you know, gets you high, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and and I'm no expert, but my whole thing is like, what's the difference between your body doing that chemistry and a trained scientist for you 25, 30 years doing that chemistry and you getting the same effect. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's always the most fascinating panels uh, on our, platform uh, uh, online events or in-person events is this you know synthetic versus natural what is the then you know i think it's pretty pretty undefined at this point but but uh definitely a, an in- interesting sort of uh, thought process to to watch unfold and explore and
0: uh you know opposing mindsets yeah today's episode is brought to you by vitality they're a brand new sponsor and I have done a massive deep dive into this company and the products that they provide. You see, aging is inevitable, right? It's going to happen to all of us. As we grow, our body demands more care to keep it healthy and fit, but our good diet and exercise always enough. We might often need to supplement our bodies with proper nutritional add-ons to help keep our energy up and make healthy aging a reality. However, can we trust the supplements sold with the correct information on what to take? vitality pro has followed the latest in longevity science to produce a range of premium quality nutritional supplements focused on improving cellular health sleep and energy levels made with the purest raw ingredients tested by trusted third-party labs with certificates available to view to provide you with trust and confidence in your supplements achieve maximum results why not choose vitality pro visit vitality-pro.com use code opp for a sweet discount and peruse their lineup. We've got trans veratrol, we've got berberine, we've got quercetin, we've got longvida curcumin. Awesome products. Go ahead and go to vitality-pro.com. Yeah, what does Dennis McKenna Dennis McKenna say? We are drugs, right? Like we <laughs> we are we are a soup. We are holobionts of all sorts of different things all just mixing together, responding to inputs and uh providing us with this human experience and yeah i think it's important to to know that uh to think that there are that there are natural there are quote natural you know uh, things that you can take there are and there are synthetic things that you can take and and both have their place Mm -hmm. uh so you mentioned you mentioned wonderland and so i want to i want to talk a little bit about that right now because I think people are yearning for community and they're yearning for in-person experiences and, and for people who are, who are listening now, who may be interested or involved in, um, in the medical industry or in the biohacking industry and are interested in learning more about, um, you know, psychedelic commerce, um, Going and seeing people in person, shaking hands, dancing—you know, learning—that's that's such a key thing for for people. So, give us a, give us an idea of of what people can expect uh, if if they were interested in heading Miami like myself to go attend Wonderland.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it is our our second year um, running Wonderland. We had our our first iteration last year, obviously with. You know, the world really just coming out of COVID. There were a couple of restrictions. Uh I think the, the crowd favorite was no water in the venue. Uh <laughs> so we've got we've got a different venue this year, uh, much sort of uh more more open access. We're gonna have uh three days of programming instead of two this year, two stages instead of one, two hundred instead of a hundred speakers. So we've really beefed up the curriculum we've also uh, made sure to beef up kind of you know everyone's favorite part of an event is actually getting out there being social making connections and uh, and so we've got a ton more cocktail hours we've got a, you know refreshments in the venue food stations uh and really leaning into the experiential vibe obviously community connection all that is is one of the most important aspects to a conference like this so we've got you know interactive opportunities like the the psychedelic cinema we're actually going to be screening um documentary the world on drugs there for the first time uh, Mm. and we'll have a massage zone an iv drip uh art gallery vr area uh entheo digital We'll, we'll be doing uh demonstrations of their product um lots of cocktail hours we'll have an awards ceremony on thursday night we'll have a vip welcome on wednesday we'll have after parties uh every night uh, and then Saturday we'll have the big sort of closing party, and that's going to be a fundraiser in support of MAP. So I'm pretty excited mm. for that.
0: Awesome! Oh, that's great. Yeah, it sounds like a blast. What? What? Give me. Who are you looking forward to hearing speak? Um, I'm excited.
1: We got a keynote from Paul Stamets this year, so he'll be joining us on stage. Uh, we have a keynote actually from the FDA, uh, which is pretty, pretty big news. I think, uh, you know, not only like, it kind of helps legitimate, legitimify, that's (laughs) legitimize, uh, it helps legitimize, you know, the, the, the the conference, the industry, that kind of thing, really seeing that, you know, the FDA is like speaking and, and sort of helping lead, lead the trail or train of thought. In the industry, um, there's a couple that I can't speak of right now that I'm really excited about. We haven't released them. Uh, we'll have a bunch of, you know, awesome keynotes. Our our, our title sponsor, Algernon Pharmaceuticals, is going to have some very interesting um, things to talk about there. Um, Mind Biotherapeutics is going to be speaking about their phase one uh trial clinical trial results so so we got a lot of data drops coming that I'm I'm pretty excited about um you know some celebrity appearances and then obviously you know inter industry celebrity appearances as well so um uh, also for future reference, I'm terrible at picking favorites, so you're always going to get a long drawn <laughs> answer.
0: <laughs> Pick one thing. How, how about 17? <laughs> yeah, yeah. V- very diplomatic of you. Yeah, you can't you can't play favorites. <laughs> I still forgot about 50. So <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it begs a question. You know, I think uh, for for those who are maybe a little less familiar with with psychedelic capital as a concept how many for-profit psychedelic companies exist right now and and what do some of them do hundreds for sure
1: some of them do a lot some don't do anything it's like any industry you've got your winners and losers um predominantly i would say like the 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 real you know like Public facing market focused uh, companies were uh, really, really, you know, centered in on drug development, uh, drug discovery. Um, you know, not only like creating existing molecules, but really to get defensible IP, you need to either have a proprietary process of using said entity or a new chemical entity, an NCE as they are called. Um, so that really kind of like, you know, had a, had a major focus. There was just news this morning from Cyben and mindset about a collaboration happening there. And I think you're going to, you know, see a lot more of that happening in the future. Um, other, you know, trends, maybe more on the, the private side and, and, you know, boutique and that kind of thing, obviously retreats, um, clinics, you had, you know, field trip come out hot and heavy early and, you know, capitalize on a, a lot of the, mind share and market share for, uh, clinical applications. And now you got a bunch of, um, uh, uh of, of, other companies in that domain, obviously that's, you know, an essential service is actually administrating the experiences. Uh, and then you've got, you know, the psychedelic assisted therapy alongside that, you know, VR, as we chatted about earlier, um, there's all sorts of like where I look at the industry is like, I think there's a lot of opportunity in the uh, picks and shovels. You know, think about uh, data on the iPhone. There's, there's a bunch of, you know, tracking apps for how is this working? What am I reporting? How am I feeling? And like really building out a long-term analysis of that. Um, But yeah, big, a big, big predominant focus on, what are these things how can we make new ones and, and which ones are the best and mm. you know lower side effects higher efficacy that kind of thing it's a, it's an exciting pursuit i think
0: mm. yeah you oh, given
1: ai you can't forget about ai because everyone's talking about that nowadays
0: yeah uh, t- tell me more about tell me more about how a- ai plays into it um well, I mean, very barbaric
1: understanding of that. But I mean, you know, basically getting the robots to do your work, which I love, uh, you know, in, in certain applications. So, um, you know, there are companies like obviously Mindset and uh, Magic Med that'll, you know, take one molecule, use AI to generate, okay, here's what a thousand different variations would look like, which ones, you know, have the best safety profile and, and you know, unique traits amongst them and then actually, you know, get into the, more um manual labor, if you will. I don't know if that's the right terminology to use here, but again, I'm not a scientist. You <laughs> uh, <laughs> get a Yeah. yeah it, it, speeding up the process of, of of what we're doing in the first place, essentially. Yeah. You know, taking like the brain scan of like, okay, here's this person's brain, here's 10 million potential, you know interactions or or implications on the serotonin dopamine you know 5-hd2a GABA receptors all that and then you know like that's that's where I think we're getting really close to the future science is like okay let's do this a lot faster and find custom solutions for for you know because everyone's brain is like a fingerprint it's not uh here's your Prozac you're all
0: fixed (laughs) a
1: lot more going on under the under the hood I think
0: yeah well i i love I love that you mentioned that because that at the heart of what 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 performance optimization and biohacking is is that it's individualized right i'm I'm different today than I was yesterday. I have more inflammation because I didn't sleep very well last night you know I have you know perhaps more cortisol because I've got a busy day today and I believe that that the future of not only medicine but the future of health optimization requires just this intricate customization for every single person and in order to do that we do have to rely on on machines and algorithms to to help us understand what is going to be the best thing for me right now to get x result you know to to I- improve my uh, my cognitive speed or to you know recover inflammation faster and um and, and that's exciting to me because i think my children are are going to have a much different view of what health is and what health care and medicine is than than we do you know oh. every, everything is going to be able to be customized everything is going to be able to be specific to where they are and what they want to get from x treatment or x experience or x compound and um that, that's really at the heart of um of biohacking too is like the way that I think about it is biohacking is what goes in you on you and around you to give you your desired outcome. You know, what, what, what have you put in your body? What is, what is actually touching your body and what are you surrounded by experientially to what end and where does that go? And, and of course I believe that, that psychedelics are, are so, uh, useful in that exploration of what do I need right now? Where do I want to go? What do I want to get? I don't know if you have, you have thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I think it's, um, I think it's, it's quite interesting
1: because like, they really help you do that inner work. You know, it's not about the exterior, you know, how, how you, it's, it's, it's about kind of like getting past that ego block of like, this is what is, and these are my ingrained thought processes and really helps you do like a deeper level of work in terms of, you know, like for me, a a very transformative psychedelic experience is when, you know, I quit my job and I wanted to become an entrepreneur and I ate a bunch of mushrooms and went into the forest and thought about, okay, who am I? What am I good at? What do I value? You know, what is my purpose in life? Where do I want to go? And, you know, helped me kind of build that bridge for my passion profit and purpose intersection where you're in Akagi So I think it helps people really like and and the other thing is it's not a panacea, right? Like a lot of people are kind of selling or not selling but you know, referring to these things as the be all and all solution. They're they're not. They just help you do the work and they help you see things differently and you know, change your mind literally. Um yeah, I think I think that's that's an interesting train of thought, and then I also think that, like the longevity. Um, that's that's what I'm starting to see more so in the last like six months or so intersect is the, the the crypto, what three, psychedelics, and and longevity intersection. You'll find a lot of the same people running in those circles, or or, or same mindsets, if you will. They're not so focused on, uh, you know fixing what's broken. It's more about fixing the, the, the process and and uh you know actually like addressing healthcare from a very fundamental thought process of what do I put in my body? What are the thoughts that I put in my brain? What do I consume? You know, what do I uh send out as as a finished product, you know, it's it's uh it's interesting to see these worlds collide and there's another uh, presentation or, or uh, panel that'll include, uh, Gary Zamudi from the longevity science foundation at wonderland that I'm particularly interested in another mm-hmm. intent on the, uh, announcements to come.
0: Nice. Maybe go a little further, if you will, and, and give, give people an idea of what role psychedelics may play in longevity.
1: Um, I mean, behavioral changes are everything to do with longevity, right? Um, what do I eat on a daily basis? Do I exercise? How do I feel? How are my relationships? Where am I in community? Community, 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 community. <laughs> Something that's really been missing in the last couple decades. And, you know, very curious that we have a mental health epidemic spurring where, you know another. Uh, countries around the world that are, you know, quite frankly, um poorer from a GDP perspective, uh, better happiness scores, you know, more more longevity with less access to modern medicine. There's an equation there that, you know, doesn't quite uh stack up if you're thinking yeah. at it from a very ROI analytical, you know, capital focus perspective. So I think um getting out of that, you know, thought process and 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 really doing that like deeper level of thinking about you know your your it's all compound interest one way or another if you're eating healthy working out meditating you know being close to friends and family versus eating junk isolating you know like wor- working yourself into quite a chaotic state of mind that's not going to benefit your longevity purposes overall i don't think
0: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. What you're touching in is, is lifestyle design, right? What, what, how do you, how do you live your life? What does your day to day look like? And, and is it, is it going to keep you alive longer? Uh, is it, is it going to increase your health span? Uh, or is it, or is it prematurely aging you? And, uh, I, I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's really interesting. Today's episode is brought to you by BioPro Plus. I love this stuff. It has made a major change in my life, in my metabolism, in my mood, in my ability to put on lean muscle mass and feel as powerful as I want to feel. BioPro Plus is the faster, easier, and safer non-synthetic alternative to painful, expensive, and invasive anti-aging and hormone treatments. Before you do TRT, before you start taking a bunch of herbs that may not make you feel the way that you want to feel, you should try this. You can go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. You know, you know that a sponsor is a hit when people who have purchased it reach out to me and say, holy cow, Sean, I tried this and it's amazing. It's blowing my mind. It makes me better at everything that I do. I love having sponsors like this that really make a difference in people's lives. And this product is, it's absolutely incredible. It's growth factors and amino acids that will help you improve your hormones, become better at everything that you want to do. So go to bioproteintech.com and use the code OPP for $30 off. And obviously, you know, the, even though psychedelics and, and these various compounds are individual, you know, my, my trip is not the same as yours. We have very different experiences. They do bring people together. You know, um, I think, you know, a, a lot of people probably had their first psychedelic experience with others who were of the same, you know, of the same mindset. You know, um, you know, think how many people had their first psychedelic experience, like first or second year in college. You know, eating some psilocybin mushrooms and 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 walking around campus or going out in the woods. I mean, that's, you know, that's part of my origin stories, and, and and that that does bring community. And like you, like we know from the blue zone sort of research is like, that's what keeps people alive. If you have, if you have warm friends, if you see them, you know, the, the fact that that drinking wine is maybe not about the wine, it's about the people that you're drinking the wine with. And that's what helps you live longer. It's not the resveratrol. It's actually the fact that you're just like slowing down and sipping wine. Right. Going on with
1: these Italians living forever, eating all those carbs and drinking like professionals every night. Oh, it's because mm-hmm. they're doing it with their family and friends. I got it now. Because
0: <laughs> they're la they're laughing, they're you know they're hugging, they're getting into arguments, resolving them, and and I think that you know the the psychedelic. I mean, Burning Man is a really great example of that, right? Like, is just this this sense of the sense of community where that of like-minded people that that are looking for a common good and creating a new world right like that's that's fundamental for for society and for humanity you know i did uh, i did an episode with uh, with paul austin uh and um, um i asked him this question like how do you how do you see the future what does it look like for you and he's like and he just went off like he just went off on this tangent about you know um decentralized communities trade and barter systems um you know sustainable energy you know interconnectedness digitally and interconnectedness in person in communities that are you know self-sustaining and uh i don't think he's wrong i think that uh, i i think that there's always going to be major metropolis there's going to be giant cities and stuff like that but but there's also there's always also going to be you know people like the happiest country in the world which is Costa Rica where people kind of live in little villages and they love their life and they eat the same food every night they eat the beans and the rice and a little maybe a little piece of meat or fish and they're stoked they're they're really happy with themselves uh, so i'm going to ask the same question to you um what what's your what's your view of the future um i don't generally
1: do crystal ball very well just like favorites but you know i've got it's 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 a lot of information to synthesize and export you know like you you look at the way that the world is working currently and if you watch the news you probably have a much more negative outlook on exactly what's happening there i was actually just in costa rica a couple weeks ago and what you just described was a you know project I was kind of checking out as you know, a completely off grid, uh, sustainable, regenerative economy with autonomous communication systems and that kind of thing. I think I think that is definitely an appealing proposition and path forward. Um, but you know, something that is also accessible to a select few in life. Um, there, there's probably a difference in the way I see the world moving forward pragmatically versus the way I would like it to see move forward. Um, you know, that the pragmatic, like where are we actually going? Uh, there's a big division of, you know, wealth inequality right now that is generally, I think, uh, you know, to the saying of going to get worse before it gets better. Um, there, you know, the mental health epidemic is obviously expanding in a in, uh, rapid se- sequence. I think it's like, you know, over COVID, it was 20 or 30% annual increase year over year of a bunch of the leading mental health, uh, you know, ep- ep- epidemics happening right now. But I think um, something like this, almost a similar... Um, thought process is uh, how I looked at the, you know, the Trump presidency is, is it's kind of like things like this have to happen in order for people to really look deep and be like, okay, mirror is this what I want to see happening or am I going to change? Cause really you don't change people. You don't change their minds. You don't know, change their behaviors. They change themselves. I think that's been, you know, repeatedly, proven time over time throughout humanity and look at the roman empire how many thousands of years ago versus the american empire right now how many similarities and how many differences um so you know while, while i would love to be utopian in thought i just i think it really ultimately depends on where the people in positions of power want to see this go um you know as much as i i, I, I don't want to admit that just from a you know intellectual standpoint that's what I have to kind of imagine is going to be the way things lay out now the um you know the other side or train of thought of that is obviously you know you got conferences like Davos and the, the Milken Institute and Concordia which we recently brought the conversation around psychedelics into um you know for the first time it's encouraging for me to see that these are being taken seriously on the world stage now um you know, alongside uh, in, environmental uh change, you know, going carbon free, carbon neutral, really undoing a lot of the work of the last forty years of um, extractionism economics. Um, so I see progress. I see a generational shift happening right now, where people actually give a shit about the environment, about their own personal environment, about how they live their lives, and you know where they want to go. I just think it's going to be, quite frankly, a tug of war over the next, you know, twenty. 30 years as generational wealth shifts into new hands with, you know, the adoption of cryptocurrency, look at, you know, how that changed people's lives from a decade ago, but it's still only 1%, I think of the annual, uh, you know, or the global uh, money supply. Um, So really like I I don't pretend to have any answers or any, you know, ultimate outcomes, but I think it it, kind of comes down to, where the balance of you know wealth and influence goes and how that transition is monitored by you know people that really want to see change
0: for for those folks who have who have been involved in or have been experimenting with psychedelics for a long time i think that there's this fear that big pharma is going to get involved and muddy the waters and it's going to turn into this this from this beautiful amazing thing that that helps humanity to this heavy handed, overly controlled and and manipulative sort of way to manage psychedelics and psychedelic type of companies. Realistically, how, how involved is big pharma, whatever that means now and, and where do you see it going? I mean, big pharma has already entered the
1: chat. Um, Ketamine is legal now as a psychedelic therapy because of the work that Johnson and Johnson did on uh, S-ketamine's bravado being their sort of unique formulation. Um, I mean, generally I think the reception and impact of ketamine being a, you know, legal rescheduled, you know, medically available drug has been very good. Um, Maybe not, in the sense of the commercial impact of the rollout as much as, you know, bullish projections had thought, but, you know, ultimately you've got Otsuka working with mindset pharma, you've got Sanofi working with Turan Biosciences um, or the other ones. There's a couple other, you know, uh, biotech names, big biotech that have been actively involved or are doing research. A lot of them are quietly, you know, behind the scenes working on this, I I think it's a bit of an inevitability when you, you know, it's the same thing that happened in cannabis, you know, the the sort of the suits and the roots factions. And when a underground, you know, what's been considered a legal industry um, for 50 plus years, since the just say no era and campaign started, when it becomes legal, you know, it's going to enter, the mainstream fray of, you know, medical adoption and going to have to align with that sim- system ultimately, right? That That's not saying that big pharma is going to own everything and be the be all and end all. I mean, you're not going to see retreats disappear. You're not going to see, you know, friends hanging out and enjoying some mushrooms together disappear um in decriminalized areas like Oakland i think you're going to see a massive consumer market uh bur- burgeoning and that's that's going to be you know largely not dictated but dominated by more boutique players um i i think the best approach to take with that is in integrating the two worlds you know like there there's you know, uh in previous years not been you know a huge fan of big pharma and their tactics and there's certainly some you know dirty manipulation of markets and and of the medical system and of insurance systems and that kind of thing but ultimately you know the purpose of these medicines is to change minds change behaviors and change outcomes so i think you know having having the conversation early on you know integrating a lot of parties at the table like you know the, the, the money isn't evil it's energy it's who uses it what they use it for mm-hmm. same thing could be said for you know psychedelics and relationships and and just about everything there's a really good shakespeare quote that i like it's the only shakespeare quote i know <laughs> but, uh, tis tis neither good nor bad but thinking makes it so you know mm-hmm. words. words are just words emotions carry the energy, you know, how how they're um given and received that that has the real impact. And it's the same thing with this, I think it's it's you know who integrates the factions, how does the conversation happen? You know, can we make sure that there's equal access for for you know people that are uh less privileged to be able to afford really expensive psychedelic you know therapy and and, and medical treatments is there um you know integration into the insurance system overall like that's that's gonna have a huge impact on people that actually really need these therapies being exposed to them you look at um you know first responders or, or veterans with ptsd maps is working right now and has been working with the fda for 37 years to get you know mdma as a medicine legalized and and usable in a clinical settings and i think that's an admirable pursuit i think that Without that work and without, because because there is also like a very large faction of people that only want to access medic medicine in that medical setting and within mm. a trained professional psychotherapist or a you know a, a psychedelic assisted therapy session something like that and and then there's you know there's also the faction that just wants to go out and do them out on their own. Mm. Um, I think it's wrong to say that one path over the other is necessarily right or wrong. You know, my way or the highway, absolutism is definitely taken the world by storm. And there's, there's a lot of paths to consider and a lot of, you know um, it's, it's personal medicine work. So the more modalities and the more um, routes of administration that you can open up that are, you know, responsibly managed. I think that's a good thing.
0: Hmm. What an excellent answer! Holy cow! I mean that—that that was even-handed, diplomatic, insightful. That put me at ease. Uh, you know, I—I I, I tend to, <laughs> I that's tend. That's to- the benefit of of doing these things all the time and here in the pros, you know. I'm like, okay,
1: that except for you, that from you, that from you, that from you. Here's my answer. <laughs> it's great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, other guy in the room, that's for sure. But well, well you you synthesized all all that. That that's a that's a that's a hard question to, to to answer. And and you've made a lot of great points. I think I'm probably gonna go back and listen to that a couple of times because the sort of necessary role that they play, you know, the fact that people do need access, uh and they will only pursue the access if it's done in a regular highly regulated way or created, right?
1: Yeah, you know, the other way to look at it is You know, there's the the, the big vaccine controversy happening. Aren't you glad you don't have polio, smallpox, yada, yada? Like, I'm sure glad I have a EpiPen for when I almost fucking die in the forest from getting bit by a mosquito, you know, that that was all created and made possible by big pharma. Hmm. No perfect player in the room, but, you know, medical advances are part of a capitalistic society. And until we switch out from being a capitalistic society, which I don't necessarily think is going to happen and you know the non-utopian uh logical way of thinking as much as i would love that to happen it's just maybe not gonna you know like this overnight so you you know it's like don't hate the player hate the game Mm -hmm. but if you want to win the game you have to be a player
0: And, and it's on each of us to do our research right it's on each of us to understand what you know, free will still governs the cosmos alongside love. And if we are, are cognizant and studied and paying attention, then we can make the decisions that's right. That's right for each of us. You know, we, we, we know, we know the risks of uh, antibiotics, right. And they're pretty important if you have ringworm, right. If you, you know, like, so, so, there are ways to approach some of these things that are that are sort of brought to you by big pharma, but but managing them, understanding the pros and cons, and making a decision with informed consent, which is for me the, the biggest sticking point, is is can you make the right decision for yourself with informed consent? And if you can do that, then cool. Uh, another 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 question. This is because I'm. This is what we're doing here. Um, I'm I'm sort of. <laughs> I ask the questions. You answer them. I have a i'm I'm curious about the sustainability of some of the uh, psychedelic companies, you know, with with treatments, um, you know, and i'm I'm assuming a fair bit here. but when when, for a lot of these experiences where the end outcome is to get you to a place of homeostasis, right? It's just to like we're going to treat you, we're going to help you and then you're going to go off and do good in the world. That I'm curious that how can how can the companies continue to make money and be sustainable if there isn't a need for like repeat dosing or multi-year or multi-decade treatments and 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 ingestion or whatever like how how does that work if 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 someone's getting if the goal is to get to homeostasis and uh and not be on a thing for the rest of their life then how can some of these psychedelic companies continue to be sustainable
1: it's a great question i like it um I mean look at uh look at let's take an example of like breakthrough therapy trainings you go see Grant Cardone or you know whoever those guys are and you have this epiphany and you're like oh fuck I'm an entrepreneur now or oh I want to do this and you know you, you bet they have some follow up courses for you to take to oh yeah you got this knowledge now you got the insights let's act on that how are how are you, you going to make that real um I I would view it in a similar context you know like like you, because that's that's often a you know a criticism and rather probably an unexplained criticism, um, or or even just thought process of psychedelic medicine. Okay, so I take this twenty dollar mushroom journey and I'm set. I'm fixed, right? What? Okay, cool. Twenty bucks times how many? You know, what's your what's your tam? Um, maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. Take a look at the uh, you know, luxury wellness. Uh, tourism market almost a trillion dollars annually that's a lot of money Um, take a look at the you know supplement markets that's a lot of money functional mushrooms that's a lot of money um, coaching therapy betterment of the well hint hint that's a lot of money so you know, you're, you're, you're building when you're a company like this, that's really, you know, designed to help people change their lives and change the way they think and have that breakthrough aha experience. You're going to want to give them something further, you know, to work with, hmm. um, you know, companies like uh, good examples is, 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 new life. You know, when they do the, the, you know, take home ketamine treatment, you get the lozenge, you, d- you do that. They're not, you know, predicating all of their revenue on selling you ketamine they have coaching they have dietitians they have you know the the, the online app where maybe you, you can get the online app sponsored at the, at the end of the day it's uh, eyeballs you know attention and eyeballs and what is the best source of making revenue in just about any company ever it's word of mouth hmm. um so I look at it as a long-term play and how can you kind of like build consumer loyalty over time for regenerative health products? Hmm. That might, that might be, you know, and that's not a concrete answer blueprint or anything like that, but you have, you know, if I'm ketamine company X, Y, Z, and, and I just did the, you know, the ketamine treatments range from $600 a session to $50,000 I heard one time for six sessions, pretty insane yeah. in my mind, but it goes there. Right. So you know, what happens when I'm I'm now sort of like feeling really good and, you know, I want something to like take it a step further, I'm probably going to use your app, I might look into their coaching, I might, you know, get a diet plan or continue working with the therapist that, you know, helped me get to that state to take it to the next level, or just, you know, there's, there's no such, uh, no, no harm in, in looking at it, you know, from a, a semi regular context of like, okay, I floss my teeth, why don't I floss my brain?
0: Mhm yeah, yeah. I like that answer. and and I and I I think it goes along with what I believe is that there's always more to learn. There's always more curriculum. There's always higher levels of performance. there's there's even higher levels of wellness and peace and joy in your life. And if there are, you know, um, life happens, you know change is inevitable and if you are if you have brand loyalty to x psychedelic company that does you know maybe six or seven different things really well you may stay in that suite of offerings that they have uh to get a tune up occasionally you know or to or to reorient you know where you're headed or or change your mind again right and change your mind again and change your mind again loss of a loved one do some do some work you know work.
1: and there's also like know part of the equation that hasn't fully been explored but i think that's going to be homework that's done by uh insurance companies pretty aggressively is like how much money does an underperforming you know dependent on the system human consume over the lifetime of you know being treated with top-ups on their you know pain anxiety depression medication that is you know always happening decreases in productivity in the workforce um an increased burden on the the, you know the medical system the criminal justice system when you're still criminalizing conscious changing substances Uh, the education system you know like what happens when you have a functionally healed or at least you know working a little better society maybe you look at the long-term impact of these and say like hey here's how much money you can save hello company would you like to you know, reduce your employee turnover, save on insurance for your company policy, you know, have a smarter harder working workforce. Like here's how much money you can save over the next 20 decades by adopting this as a preventative medicine. Mm -hmm. It's the same equation that people are doing in, um, you know, the biohacking world. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Good correlation. I like that. What did we miss? What what uh, what question did I not ask that maybe you were hoping I would, or is there something something that you're like, man, I'm really working on this, or I'm really fascinated by this? Just any anything else that we left uh, stone unturned?
1: Maybe just like uh, letting people know that you know, if you want to uh, learn more or see more from Microdose, uh, we're on all social handles as Microdose HQ. We just got our Instagram back after two months in jail Mm. uh is our website and that'll have more information about wonderland which is uh coming up november 3rd to 5th um we are going to be having a couple more product launches coming out in the coming months so you know just best to stay tuned on social or email newsletter or you know feel free to reach out uh directly if you have any questions i'm always happy to chat with anyone
0: yeah what's the best place for people to connect with you directly let's say somebody wants to sponsor or attend or, or just, just, you know, connect with you directly.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, info at microdose.buzz, we all sort of see everything that comes in and it goes to the right person. So any, any inquiries about you know, speaking, sponsoring partnerships, that'll all get filtered to the right person. Uh, I'm a fan of Twitter personally. I like being out there. Uh, well, well captured on Twitter. Um, and, uh, uh, you could send a carrier pigeon, just fly it through <laughs> that that window over there and I'll receive it. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll input some GPS coordinates in there. <laughs>
0: nice. Cool. Well, th- the last question that I ask everybody is a fill in the blank question. And this can be based on you know anything that you know, any wisdom that you feel uh, um, compelled to share and you can elaborate as much or as little as you like, but please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing.
1: Everyone would benefit from knowing. Oh boy. Another favorite. Um, It's an interesting one. I don't know. I think, um, you know, reframing the way you think about mistakes is always pretty important. And one, one quote that really helped me on that one was wisdom comes from experience and experience comes from mistakes. Uh, So just being able to frame, you know, like everyone social media and thought leadership is always like showing you the top, 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 top of people's lives. And it's really easy to play that, you know, comparison game and be like, Oh, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. Or, you know, if only this, that, and the other, but you know, they got there from trial error and absolute failure at times. Um, So I think any everyone would benefit from knowing that like, you know, when you're, when you're looking up to somebody, they started exactly where you were at one point. Mm generally Mm -hmm. silver spooner, but then you're probably not looking up to them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That was great. I appreciate it. Well, this has been such a, such a great conversation, Patrick. You know, I think the work that you're doing is it's way ahead of its time. It's, it's, it's incredibly important uh, for, for progress in humanity. And uh, it's been a pleasure to have you today on the Optimal Performance Podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, and uh, looking forward to seeing you at Wonderland and and hearing more. Um, has anyone ever during an interview turned that question back on you uh, to ask you what you what uh, you know if if everyone could know this? Let's see if we can do a little reverse-y.
0: You know, I I, I don't know, I can't remember. Maybe maybe. Um, I uh... <laughs> <laughs> high five to that person. Yeah, I uh, I, I think I, everyone would benefit from knowing that uh, we are infinite beings of love light and truth there is always more we are a continuation we are we are an ever evolving um uh, entity we we there's always more there's always change, there's no finish line and when you understand that and really meditate on that and absorb that and think of, Think of yourself as a continuous and constant and never ending work in progress. Hopefully, it lets you relax a little bit and and uh, and slow down and um, and make better choices that that for yourself and and for uh, humanity at large.
1: Love that, love that, nice one. Thanks. Yeah, I was. I think there is like a pre-intake question, or is like, what's your favorite quote, or something like that. I wrote. I got too many or the or the insight thing but that, that reminded me of a, a good one that i like uh he who rejects change is the architect of decay which mm. is a nice one. i forget who said all these but uh, it's whoever said that smart guy
0: <laughs> yeah i like that i agree completely well see you uh see you in miami in about a month patrick
1: absolutely looking forward to it all the best and to everyone that listened thank you for doing so